Yeah, okay. Remember two rules. Before I preach, I want to uh, tell you two rules. The first one is smile at the preacher. Okay, this is not uh, a his history lecture. Okay, this is the word of God. And the Bible says it is the living that shall praise the Lord. Amen. So first rule, smile at the preacher. Second, respond to when the word is being preached. Amen. Will you do that? Okay. If you don't do that, I'll understand that you're getting bored and I'll walk off. Okay. So, uh, yeah, my name is Ankit. I'm pastoring a church called FOLJ, Family of Lord Jesus. And I am from Delhi. I am uh, married. It's been 11 years to a beautiful uh, woman called Monica. And I have two daughters. The elder one is Eliana. The younger one is Amaya. Uh, and I'm telling you, I'm living a blessed life. I'm living a blessed life, but it was not like that always. Uh, I was dying when I was 19, uh, and doctors had diagnosed, and they told me that I had mental disorder. And it was at that time uh, when Jesus found me. And when he found me, he transformed me, and uh, he completely changed my life upside down, you know, the theme of this conference. Amen. All right, I want you to look to your neighbor and say you are much more beautiful than how you look from outside. Amen? Do you know why? Because you are not your body. Say, I'm not, I'm not a body. You're not body. You're not soul. You are a spirit. Because as long as you live from your body, you will be ruled by the appetites of the flesh. If you live from your soul, you will, your, your life will be like an emotional roller coaster. Some days you feel up, some days you feel down. You know, uh, there are some people who to always talk about, I am feeling so low. I don't feel like reading the Bible. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like going to church. If you are always feeling like to do something or not, you're living from your soul. But if you live from your spirit, your life will be marked by victory. Amen? Because you have to know this, that God does not communicate with your body. God does not communicate with your soul. God is a spirit and He is speaking to your spirit. Amen? You know, I was, I was watching uh, uh, a preacher online, and this preacher was saying, my life is messed up, I am broken, but God is still using me. Because God uses broken vessels. And when I was hearing that, I, I said, wow, that's amazing. But suddenly, Holy Spirit corrected me. See, that's the problem. Because we live from our soul, we think we are still broken. I am here to tell you, you, if you are in Christ, you aren't broken anymore. Amen. Yes, we can, we, we can experience some brokenness in our soul in some areas, but your identity doesn't come from your soul. Your identity comes from your spirit. If a man be in Christ, he is a what? New creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Everything has changed. All things have passed away. Some people always live uh, 
pastor, you don't know. When I was, I was, when I was a child, I was abused. When I was a child, I was bullied. When I was a child, this happened. That person is dead and gone. You are a new creation. Can I tell you something? My story began when he said it is finished. Amen. Our stories have started when Christ have ended the work. But so many of us, we, we live as if cross doesn't exist. We are trying to be better. We are trying, uh, uh, you know, let, let, let's see a portion of scripture. And I want to tell you, uh, and that's what the Lord corrected me. He said, you aren't broken. If you live from your soul, you'll feel you are broken. Amen. Let's see this. I'm here to tell you, you are com- turn to your neighbor and say, you are complete in Christ. You're complete in Christ. All right, Colossians chapter 2, we'll read verses 9 and 10. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Here the Bible is talking about Jesus. In Jesus dwells the fullness of Godhead bodily. That means when Jesus was walking on this earth, it was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit walking in that flesh. Amen. And that's what Jesus said. In that day, you are going to know I am in the Father, you are in me, and we are in Him. Amen. In Jesus dwells the fullness of Godhead bodily. Next verse. I mean, like next. And can, can, can we read this together? And you are broken in Him. You will be complete in Him when you go to heaven. No, you are. Say, I am. I am am complete in Christ. Christ. You aren't broken anymore. That's the problem. The brokenness will flow as long as you will agree that you are broken. You aren't broken. You are complete. But, But pastor, I feel broken. Yeah, we don't walk by feelings. We walk by the truth of the word of God. If the word says you are complete, you better believe it because when you do, this fullness will start to flow out of, your, out of you, right? So you are a spirit being, amen? We are not growing into fullness, we start from fullness. I'll say that again, we are not growing into fullness, we start from fullness, Amen? Because that's what we live from. In your spirit, God has already deposited all things. Do you know there are two races on this earth right now? On this earth, there are two races. One is a race that is born from flesh and blood. They're human beings. And there is a separate race that is born of God. John 1.12, Jesus said, for as many as received him, for as many as received the word, God gave them the right to become what? The children of God. The day, they are not born of flesh and blood. They are born of God. You're born of God. Amen? That's why we have to understand that Jesus Christ is our role model. He's not just our savior. He's also my mirror. Let me say that again. Jesus Christ is not just my savior. He's also my mirror. That means when I look at Jesus, I know what's possible for me. Amen? 
John 10.10. 10. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come. Why did Jesus come? So that he can forgive us and take us to heaven? No. I have come that they may have life. And the word life here is Zoe, God kind of life. Jesus came so that you can become the possessors of the life of God. Amen? He didn't just come so that you can get saved and go to heaven one day. He came so that you can possess life and you can possess it in abundance. Do you know what is Zoe? What is, what is Zoe? This life means God kind of life. What Jesus, Jesus came so that on this planet you can live as God lives in heaven. As he is, so are we in this world. Amen. And the day you understand that. Do you know that God never gets sick? God never gets sick. God never gets depressed. Amen. God, there, God never gets, you know, there is no defeat in his life. And Jesus, Jesus came so that that reality will become our reality. We can become possessors of the life of God. You know, majority of Christians, when I talk to them, they're like, yeah, heaven is our destination. One day we will go to heaven. And I was like, yeah, awesome. But heaven is not just our destination. Heaven is also the place where we started. I came from heaven. Not only I'm going to heaven, I was born from heaven. That's what Jesus said. He said, I have come down from heaven. And then he said, I'm going back to my father. We just get the, the, the latter part. We just know that we are saved. We are not just saved. We are also sent. We are also sent to this planet with a mandate. And the mandate is not just to go to heaven. The mandate is to bring heaven on this earth. Amen. Do you know why we have uh, right-hand drive cars in India? U.S. has left-hand drive. Like, did we choose? Did we vote? Do you know why we have right-hand drive? Because we were colonized by the Brits. Britishers came to India and they colonized. Do you know what colonization means? It means they didn't come here to adapt, adopt Indian culture. When they came to this nation, they brought their own culture. Jesus came to colonize earth like heaven. Amen? <clears throat> That's why he said, pray that let, my, let the Father's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's, that's his desire that earth will become like heaven. Amen? But how will that happen? It will happen through the ambassadors of Christ. It will happen through you and me. You know why? Because we carry heaven wherever we go. Amen? And, and when God began to open my eyes to this truth, everything in my life changed. My health, my finances, the ministry, whatever I was doing started to change. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Come on, come on, come on, guys. Say, neighbor, don't become a spiritual ostrich. Do you know what spiritual ostriches are? They will go to every event and they'll do this. Someday, someway, a man of God will lay his hands on my head and my life would change. And I'm sorry to break that bubble, but 
an event won't change your life. I know people don't want to hear it. An event won't change your life. An event would set you on the path of greatness, but greatness is never achieved by one event. It is cultivated daily. <laughs> daily. Amen? That's why uh, we, have, I mean like, that's why even encounters are so overrated. We think one encounter with Jesus made Saul Paul. No, it didn't. One encounter, with, one encounter that Saul had with God made him believing Paul. But this believing Paul walked with God every day and became a disciple Paul. And this disciple Paul walked with God every day and became a teacher Paul. And this teacher Paul walked with God every day and became a prophet Paul. And the Bible says he kept walking with God and then he became apostle Paul. Are you getting it? Everybody's looking for that secret. Oh, if, if this man of God lays hands on me, my life is settled. Praise God, if that man of God lays hands on you and you receive an impartation, you're on the path to greatness, but you'll have to cultivate that yourself every day. We are looking for a book, a conference, uh, a, a magic secret portion. You know, that's why the book Secret sold in millions, because everybody is looking for a secret. I am here to tell you there is no secret. Sorry. There is no magic in Christianity. Do you, do you know what the secret to greatness is? I have given them your word. I have given them your word. Amen? You will have to become people who honor the word of God. You'll have to become people who fill your heart with the word of God. There is no shortcut to greatness. Amen? See, it's, it's, it's very much like uh, the, the difference between marriage and wedding. Weddings are flashy. Spectacular. Wow, the bride, you know, yesterday Pastor Sangha was showing how the bride dressed so beautifully. But that's not how the bride dresses every day. <laughs> right? You go to this meeting and there is this encounter. Wow, you are jumping and dancing and you're loving it. But then you go back and there is no music in your room. It's, it's, there's no music. Can you still come on your knees and talk to your father? That is what will take you to the path of greatness. Guys, are, are you getting what I'm saying? Right? Greatness. It's never one event. We overrate one event. An encounter will mark you for greatness. I mean, like, are weddings important? Yes. Because when you are having a fight with your spouse, you can go back and remember the vows. When you feel this walk with the Lord is tough, you can go back with the encounter that you had with the Lord. And that encounter will give you the strength to carry on. So do we need encounters? Yes. But just encounters will not change your life. Don't keep running from one event to another event. You will have to cultivate greatness on your knees every day. When nobody's watching, Jesus said, go alone in the secret place where nobody's watching, where there is no cameras, where there are no lights, no LEDs, the secret place, because that's so powerful. You know, I was reading about this guy and it really uh, encouraged me that even people in the world can have such kind of commitment, you know, 
uh, this Olympic gold medalist called Michael Phelps, if you've heard about him, won eight gold medals, right? And in 2014, he declared, I'm going to win eight gold medals. And, and the media mocked him. They're like, this guy has gone nuts. But for next five years, he didn't miss a day. Every day for next five years, even when he was sick, even when he didn't feel like it, he was practicing for seven to eight hours. He did that for next five years. And that's what made him a gold medalist. He won eight gold medals. He's the most decorated, you know, with medals and Olympian ever to be born. You know why? Because people who always, I, I don't feel like reading the Bible. I don't feel like going to church. See, so many young people, when I see, they'll go to events. And they'll just go to events, but they'll not be planted to their local church. Can I tell you, being planted in local church is such a great privilege. Amen? Maybe your local church isn't this flashy. There, are, there, there, there aren't so many lights and all. But that's what I'm telling you. Don't miss greatness because you're only looking for spectacular. Amen? You'll have to cultivate it daily when nobody is watching. You'll have to make a commitment. You have to fill the word in your heart. You'll have to speak the word. You'll have to pray and spend time with your heavenly father. Right? You have... One thing that we don't like is taking responsibility for our answer. We're all looking for a quick fix. We want God to do it for us. We, we want God to be our errand boy. God, I've prayed, I've done my part, now you do it for me. God is like, ah, that's not how it works. God, if God has to do anything in your life, He has to do it with you, through you. Amen? You know, many times we hear preaching like, where, where a preacher says, the battle is not yours, the battle is the Lord's, and everybody says, amen. But have you read another verse after that? Lord told Hezekiah King, the battle is not yours, the battle is mine. You don't need to fight. But he didn't say, now go home and party. He said, tomorrow, you guys go and stand against the enemy. You still have a part to play. Yes, it's the Lord who fights our battle, but we still have a part to play. Amen? It's the partnership of heaven and earth. If you want to walk as Christ walked on this earth, you have a part to play. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you have a part to play. You cannot just say, God, do whatever you want to do in my life. You know, no, 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 no. Whatever you need, God has already deposited in your spirit, man. And now we have to live out of our spirit. We have to live out of our spirit, man. Like when God put Adam in the garden, the mandate was that he had to make the entire earth like Eden. Amen? See, that's why if, if you're living from your soul, you'll always be praying, God, give me more. I want more. Lord, uh, will you do it for me? When will you give me more? And God is like, I have already given you all things. Do you know there is nothing that your heavenly father has not deposited in your spirit? Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with what? How many? All spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay, um, if I can give you an example of a seed. For example, if you're standing next to an apple tree, for example, if there was this huge apple tree, and if you look at a seed, and you look at the tree, the tree doesn't look like the seed, and the seed doesn't look like the tree. 
But let me ask you a question. Where was this tree? Inside the seed. There is greatness hidden in you. You just need to bring it out. You just need to bring it out. You don't need to beg God to do it for you. You just have to bring it out. Amen? You know, think about you. You are in a different city and you run out of your money and uh, you are in a crisis and you haven't eaten for like two, three days. You call your dad and you say, Dad, I'm in a crisis. Can you deposit some money into my account? And your father says, Oh, I think you don't know you're ignorant of this fact when you were going... I already gave you a debit card and I put $100,000 in that or whatever, rupees in that, right? Now you have to use what is already deposited. You don't have to beg to your God. Papa, de do. It's like de dia. <laughs> That's what we are doing. We are begging for God to give us and not using what he has already given us. You are possessors of the Zoe life of God. All things that pertain to life and godliness are already deposited in you. Amen? So that cancer destroying power is already in you. Depression crushing power is already in you. Amen? God doesn't have to move a finger for you to walk in victory. When Jesus came, he already deposited all things in you. And the day this revelation began to, you know, I, I started to get this revelation. I, I began to change the way I prayed. I began to thank God. I began to declare. My begging changed to, my, to declarations. And I said, Father, thank you. I am blessed. I am blessed. You know, me and my wife, we were deep into debts. Not bank people calling us, harassing us every day. There was, we were deep into debts. And I made a commitment. I said, Lord, I have your word. And do you know that God, through this word, created billions of galaxies and trillions of stars? If through this word, God can create trillions of stars, he can create brand new kidneys. He can give you a new job. He can set you free from whatever you are, you are bound with. His word has incredible power. All that he's waiting is that you will catch hold of this word. You will fill this word in your heart and you'll start speaking it. Amen? So I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go in my room and I'm not going to ask help from anyone, but I'm going to speak the word of God. And I shut my door and for hours I started to speak the word of God. Blessed be the God and Father of my Lord Jesus Christ because he has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I am blessed. How much money I had in my account? Few hundreds. My account was saying you're cursed, but the word was saying I was blessed. I had to make a choice. What would I believe? What do you believe when you see something that is contrary to what the word says? But I kept holding on. I kept speaking the word of God. I kept speaking the word of God. I kept speaking the word of God until that word started to go in my heart and it began to change the way I was seeing things. And I came back. I'm like my wife will tell you. I came back to my wife and I told my wife, I said, uh, I have these crores of rupees and I don't know what to do. And she thought, he has, this guy has lost his mind. I said, no, I have it. I just, I just got this revelation that I am not poor anymore. 
I am blessed. I am, everything in my life is overflowing. And I told, I, I told him, and you know, when you have, if, if you get, a, for example, if you will win lo lottery, what will you do? You'll think about, what should I do? Should I buy a new car? Should I buy a new house? That's what I started doing. I was like, I'm so blessed. Whom should I help? And I started thinking, Lord, I want to I wanna gift people cars. I want to gift people houses. I want to bless people. And as I started to declare the word of God, my life began to change. I came out of debts. Not only we came out of debts, we started to live in overflow. Yeah. Amen. And then one day, I had a Raman encounter in my room again. I was speaking, God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. You know, I am blessed. I am blessed. And I heard the voice of God. And he said, my son, I make a covenant with you. As long as you live, you will never lack. And from that day till today, I do not know what lack means. Amen? And it's not because, see, now <clears throat> I'm not led by the money that is in my account or how I feel in my body. We are supposed to be led by what the word says. If the word says you are blessed, you better believe you are blessed. Amen? That's where the enemy wants to defeat you. He, want to, he wants to keep you in sense realm. He wants you to be bound by what you see, how you feel. Let me tell you one thing. How many of you feel forgiven? Did you feel forgiven? When you came to Christ, did you feel forgiven? No, we did not. We did not feel forgiven, but we believed what the word says. Right? We say, yes, we are forgiven because the word says we are forgiven. In the same way, you are blessed because the word says you are blessed. You are more than overcomers because the word says you are more than overcomers. We have to come to a place where the word of God becomes a reality. Right? Uh, and and, and I, I, I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, I want teach to me, teach me so that I start to live from my spirit. And I began to see things in the Bible that I had never seen before. But I want to tell you that living a life of absolute victory is possible. Amen? Because in your spirit, you are united with Jesus. And you're living out of your spirit, man. Amen? You're living out of your You are not... I was... Uh, if you are there uh, on 3rd, I was sharing this, uh, that, that we are aliens. Right? Do you know that you're an alien? I'm not saying with long ears and funny nose. Alien is somebody who is from a different planet or a different country. Can you put um, John 17, 16? I want you to read it and let the word become your reality. All right. They are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you are not of this world. You are not earthly. You're not from Telangana. You're not from Goa, Delhi. No, 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 no. We are heavenly. We have to stop this North Indian, South Indian. Uh, this is all earthly. We are heavenly beings. We are born from heaven. We are not of this earth. And Jesus is saying, Father, they are not of this earth exactly as I am not of this earth. Sometimes we don't really understand what that means. You're not earthly. You look earthly, but you're heavenly. Say, I'm heavenly. Heaven is not just my destination. I came from heaven. I came from heaven. 
Amen? We will go there, but going there is just a byproduct. You are born of God. Amen? Can I tell you one thing? Okay. Okay, let me ask you this question. Does a fish go for swimming classes? Who teaches the fish to swim? Come on, tell me. Because the fish is born from the fish. It's in the DNA of the fish to swim. Right? Because you are born of God, victory is in your DNA. Amen? As many as received the word to them, God gave them the right to become the sons of God. You are not ordinary people. You are not of this earth. You are born of God. Victory is in your DNA. Amen? But pastor, why, why, then why am I living a messed up life? Because you don't believe you're heavenly. Because everything in the kingdom will flow through your, what you believe. Jesus said, you know, many of us think repentance is, Oh God, I'm sorry, God, I've sinned, God, I'll not sin again, God, oh God. That's not repentance. Feeling sorrowful is not repentance. You can feel, that's what Judas felt. He felt sorrowful. The word repentance comes from the Greek word metanoia. It means you have to change your perspective. Jesus was saying, I am bringing a new reality to this earth. And you will not be able to encounter that reality if you don't change your perspective. So repent. Change your thinking pattern. Change the way you see things because this heavenly reality is at hand. You can encounter it. Amen? All right. Uh, next verse. Sanctify them by your truth. This word truth comes from the word aletheia, which means reality. Do you know we are living in two different realities right now? Have you seen Marvel movies, multiverse? Yeah? How many people know multiverse? Come on, show me your hand. Yeah, there's a multiverse. You can be a loser on this earth, but you are a victorious champion in that reality. Amen. Growing up, I was always bullied, told, you're a loser. You are nobody. You're good for nothing. Nothing good will come out of your life. That was what my reality was on this earth. That was the narrative that people on this earth told me. But when I encountered that reality, I saw myself as a victorious champion. And that's who you are. Amen. Your friends can call you, oh, you're not good. I'm not confident. I'm not Which reality would you align under? Your reality. Jesus is saying, Father, sanctify. Again, this word. It does not mean uh, make them, so they'll pray more. Uh, the, yeah, sanctification is there. But that here Jesus is saying, yeah, separate them from the earthly reality by your reality. That's what Jesus is saying. Father, as long as they will receive the word, that is your reality. This is the reality of God. The more you will embrace this reality, the more you will be separated from earthly reality. Amen. You know, when I got saved and I was born from a, in, in a Hindu family and my dad didn't talk to me. And I don't want to go there. I have shared like terrible persecution. My mom used to slap me whenever I would say Jesus. But I used to read my word, speak the word I, every day. And my dad one day, you know, he loved me. But sometimes Indian parents, yeah. <laughs> he said, all your friends... They are, they are becoming engineers and doctors. 
And what are you wasting time reading the Bible? He's like, what will you do? Tomorrow you'll be a waiter in a hotel. I said, Dad, watch out. A day is coming when you compare my life to all my peers. I said, I would be earning more. I would be blessed in every area. Why? Because I found the secret. His word. I have given them your word. Amen. And I began to meditate. And I'm, I, I don't want to brag, but I'm telling you, I'm living a blessed life than all my peers. Amen. Why? Because you're an alien. Yes. You're not of this world. We live in a different reality. We live in a different reality. Supernatural will become your lifestyle. And I can go on and share so many testimonies, so many things that are happening in Delhi. I'm telling you, blind eyes opening. I have, there I showed how a woman, she had a plastic eye. She started seeing from that eye. We had incredible things, money manifesting. And I, I don't want to go into that because some people think we are weird. And, you know, you think we are weird. I think you are weird. <laughs> if you don't, if, if you... <laughs> Uh, Jesus is our reality. Jesus is our role model. He showed us what is possible. Amen? This earth suit, you can be white, brown, black, yellow, blue, whatever. But you carry God in you. That's your reality. You carry God in this body. Amen? I, I told, I was sharing how there are two spirits living in you. You're not alone. There is your human spirit, born again of God, and there is Holy Spirit. Amen? That's why we are aliens. There are two spirits living in us. And one time the Lord told me, He said, My son, I have given you the pen of my spirit. You can write a glorious story, or you can write an ordinary story. It's not God who is deciding how you will live. God has given you his spirit. He has given you his word. Now you decide how do you want to live. Do you want to live as a lukewarm believer waiting to go to heaven and living a defeated, wimpy life? Or, 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 or do you want to say that, no, I am a victorious champion. I'm going to rise up because my father lives in me. Jesus said, the father who lives in me, he does the work. Amen. God has marked you for encounters. God has marked you for greatness. Okay. You know, when I got saved and I started going to church, I used to feel that I've, I was never enough. And so many of us feel never enough. And then there are, there are people in the church, we feel, man, this guy is like the least. Can I, tell, can I show you who you are? Are you alive? Can you say Hallelujah. Okay, yeah, that's good. I, do you really want to know who you are? Yeah. You know, sometimes we feel, oh man, it was so Moses parting the Red Sea. Elijah calling down fire. What glorious days. And you're like, wow, Lord, I wish I was Moses. I wish I was David. I wish I was Elijah. But do you know, they, would, they, they are wishing that they were you. 
And I'm not saying in a way to insult those, these amazing saints, but what I'm saying is you don't, you don't understand. You don't recognize what you carry. Can you put Luke 7, 28? If you feel you are the least in church, I have this message for you. Okay, Luke 7, 28. Jesus is saying, for I say to you, among those born of women, see, I was telling you there are two races, born of women and born of God. Among those born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. So what Jesus is saying is that John the Baptist was greater than Elijah, Moses, Abraham, Daniel, all the great faith heroes. Jesus is saying John the Baptist was the greatest in the old covenant. He was the greatest. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. You are greater than Abraham. You are great. I know it's too hard. Some people are like, what? what? Is it hard to digest? Yeah, I know that. You don't know who you are. We don't understand what new creation means, what God has done. You are a son and a daughter. God today is calling you. Gee, I have not written this verse, okay? This is not from my book. The Lord is saying this. He's saying the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. The least in the kingdom is greater than Moses, is greater than Daniel. You know why? Because you are carrying him. You are Christ containers. Amen? You have to live from your spirit. In your spirit, you're already complete. In your spirit, the work has been done. Amen? One third of me is living in sinless reality. One third of you is living in sinless reality. One third of you will never get sick. One third of you will never get depressed. One third of you, man, lives, is, is enjoying this union with God. And the key now is that you have to bring this one third out into your soul and into your body. Amen? Do you know that it is possible to never be sick? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus was never sick. There's never a time you will read it in the word that Jesus was sick. And that God kind of life is possible. See, healings are amazing. We love healings. People get sick, they come, they get healed. Awesome. But I'm trying to tell you there is another dimension where we can we can go there where we don't get sick and heal sick and heal sick and heal broke and then we receive broke and then we receive no there is a realm where you walk in divine health and never get sick again that is possible absolutely see that's why we have to we, many believers are still living from miracle to miracle so they'll have a testimony. Pastor, I just want to thank God that I didn't have rent to pay and God provided my rent. Some brother came and gave me. Praise God. Awesome testimony. How long you're in Christ? Uh, Ten years. Okay, now I have a problem. By this time, you should be paying other people's rent. See, people are living from miracle to miracle. Miracle only happens in crisis. When they were walking in wilderness, they were living... Manna used to manifest every day. That was miracle. But manna was just for that day. Miracle will only sustain you through the crisis. But the blessings, the moment they entered the land of Canaan, manna stopped. Because they had entered a land that was flowing with milk and honey. They had entered the abundance of God. 
Your heavenly father doesn't want you to live from miracle to miracle. Sickness healed. Sickness healed. Sickness healed. Your heavenly father wants you to live from blessing. I have blessed you and made you a blessing. Amen. And it will only happen the day you will recognize that you already have the fullness of God in you. Amen. Say God's sovereignty. Man's responsibility. Whatever answer you're looking for, maybe you're believing for somebody's healing, you're believing for your own healing, you're believing for a family member to get saved, you are believing for a restoration of a relationship, whatever that is, you have a part to play. You have a responsibility. You will have to catch hold and stand strong on what the word says and keep declaring it and keep declaring it until it will come to pass. Amen? Some people say, Pastor, how long should I say? If you read the book of Genesis, God had to say 10 times before he saw what he wanted to see. If God had to say 10 times, how much more you and me? We have to keep saying what the word says. And then we are going to have and receive our miracle. Amen? Nehemiah, can you come on the keys? We're going to pray and I believe that God will give you encounters. And as I said, encounters will set you on path for greatness. But I don't want to deceive you saying that one encounter and everything will be settled. No, 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 no. You will have to give time to him every day. You will have to cultivate greatness every day. Amen? See, the 120 on the day of Pentecost, fire came upon them, right? They were filled with the Holy Spirit. But then the Bible says that they started to meet every day. The fire will come. But then when you fellowship with him, the fire keeps burning. Amen. It's not a one time. I went to this meeting. Oh man, I, it was, I felt Jesus bumps. Right? I, I felt shaking. Oh. And then you go back home and it's the same thing. Your mom is saying, pay the electricity bill. Right? Go and do this work, buy vegetables. And he's like, man, it feels like from heaven I've come down to earth. No, but that's the secret. You have to bring heaven down and live in heaven's reality. Uh, let me share this, uh, you know, and I can share so many things, but this is very powerful. I went to Goa uh, a couple of years back. No, no, I think, yeah, two, three years back. And, and the guy uh, who was supposed to book hotel for us, he booked a really bad, shady hotel, okay? Uh, and I had my two daughters and my wife, and uh, I wasn't, I didn't, I never wanted to be rude, so I didn't say anything to him. And in the middle of night, I opened my eyes and I saw, I saw like a hundred mosquitoes on my daughters. And I'm not exaggerating. We were covered with mosquitoes. And I got up and I was so angry. I was angry. I was like, man, I would have booked another hotel. Why did I come here? Not because mosquitoes were biting me, but because they were biting my daughters. And I just tried to remove them from my daughters. And, and I was like this angry. And I was like becoming grumpy. And I'm angry. And suddenly the Holy Spirit started to speak to me. And he said, you can manifest heaven right now. I was like, what do you mean? That's when he started to teach me. He said, do you know that you can manifest heaven right now? He said, just become conscious of heaven right now. And I just closed my eyes and I said, Father. And I just become conscious of heaven. And I cannot tell you, I started feeling ecstasy that I have never felt before. There was this 
this joy, this ecstasy, it felt like I am already in heaven right now. This joy started to bubble. This, my room became another room. I was not, not in my room anymore. And it, this experience went on for half an hour. I started hearing worship. The father was talking to me. I knew I was not in my room. And when I opened my room, there wasn't one mosquito in the room. It wasn't. The reality of heaven can completely overcome the reality of this earth. And this reality will flow through awareness. Jesus said, that's what abiding means. Abiding means you're always aware of this reality. You're not of this earth. You're not bound of this earth. And I can, I was sharing this before and I know many, there are many unbelieving believers in the church, but that's okay. Many times when we share this testimony, some people will look. <laughs> Do you know in the, in, in the last one and a half years, not, not last, yeah, one and a half, two years, I, my height has increased 1.5 inches. I'm 37 years old and I know science says that after you're 18 or whatever, your height doesn't increase. And, and somebody says, but that's not possible. Science says that. I told him, keep your science to yourself. Keep your science to yourself. Because science also says that man cannot walk on water, but Jesus walked on water. He opened the blind eyes. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. Amen? Nothing, for those who believe, nothing is impossible for them. I was super skinny. If I, if I can show you my picture... Uh, maybe you will not believe. Everybody who sees my picture, old picture, they come to my wife and they say, you must have really loved this man. <laughs> and one day I was reading the word and I found this place where Daniel in 10 days was fatter and fairer than all his companions. And I found the key. If it's in the word, it's your inheritance. And I said, Lord, it's in the word. It happened with Daniel. And if it happened with Daniel, it is going to happen with me. And I held on to that word. And I said, Father, you did that with Daniel. I'm your son. I'm your son. You know what the Bible says in the book of Isaiah? The, God says, command me concerning the works of my hand. Command me. Demand. Put a demand. Don't beg. Many times we keep begging, Oh God, when will you do it for me? And I started to demand. I started to put a demand. Lord, you did that for Daniel. I'm your son. And you can ask my leaders there here, Pastor, Pastor Samard. In 10 days, I gained 10 kilos. 10 days, I gained 10 kilos. When I, I had to change all my clothes. Nothing fit. Like, I was not able to wear my shirt, my jeans. Change my entire wardrobe. And I came to church and everybody's laughing and they're looking at me. My, my, my face changed. I was not looking the same person. If you want to see my picture, we'll, when you're alone, we'll show you. <laughs> In that month, I gained 14 kilos. That is not possible, right? But we are living in a different reality. We are living in a different reality. We are not limited by the limitations of this earth. We are heavenly beings. You're not, you're dest heaven is not just your destination. You are coming from heaven. Father, they are not of this world as I am not of this world.